Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying, trying, told, trying, told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new, new day. day. We got a special one today. We got Dalton and Big Perm. Come on. In the house. What's, What's up, Big style? P? What's happening, y'all? What up, Dalton? What's up? My dude. So we're just coming back fresh off the... Fresh off the Seattle trip yeah, in the definitely. wind, big perm. You came, you yeah. came with me with the two. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah, remember, he, he went ahead. with the two. Went with the second round. Thirty-eight seconds. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight seconds yeah, into 30, the third round, perm. That's the first on, thing I was thinking. On. Like perm, you was I'm only short. Thirty-eight seconds, 38 dog. Seconds. And you had it. So Dalton with the with the finish in the, in the, in the third round. Thirty-eight Shh. seconds into the third round. Yes, sir. Congratulations, Thank moving to seven and zero in Bellator, my dog. So proud of you. But I told so so we got a, uh, you know Julie the the massage yes, lady right yes. the the massage lady, the the week before Dalton's fight before I went out, I told Julie, I'm like I'm like watch this I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen because the dude Romero Cotton three time Division two national champ wrestler, I'm like I'm already gonna tell you what's gonna happen Dalton is going to wait for the right time. He's he's so stubborn. You know he's stubborn. Yeah, he likes to argue sure. and stuff. So he he's going to he's going to definitely try to out-wrestle the cat on purpose because everybody's saying how good of a wrestler he was. And I don't know what the stats were, but I know you was stuffing his takedowns and I know for sure I saw you take him down a few a few <laughs> times, dog. So, so I know that was one you wanted for a long time. Tell us about what that whole deal was, what that felt like, what the wind felt like, what the preparation was like, all of that. I mean, to start off, I mean, you were right. We, you told me this right after my fight because I told you exactly what I did. Uh, I didn't need to wrestle during that fight at all. You know, you did. I, was, I know all, you did. I was no. picking him apart on my feet. It wasn't even close on the feet, but I took him down just for the hell of it. You know what I mean? After I already stay, stuffed five, six of his takedowns at that point, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the exact stats are either. But I've had people tell me nine. I've had people tell me twelve total stuff takedowns, whatever. I mean, regardless, he was he had a goose egg. Three time NCAA champ, four time finalist. Come didn't on. take me down at all. I took him down twice, you know. But that was more just an ego thing. Just going out there to prove everybody that no matter what credentials somebody's ha has, I'm gonna go out there and beat them. Don't believe yeah. the hype. Come on, uh -uh. you gotta make them earn it, uh -uh. and then just gonna it, give baby. it to you because you did something That's right. ten years ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm from the show me state. That's right. You know what I mean? No if, doubt. if you think you could beat me in something, you're gonna have to show me. True. And it ain't true until you show me. And uh, that's what I went out there and did. You know, like you said, I'm stubborn. I went out there and I, I took him down twice just to prove that I was a better wrestler. We were sitting in the parking lot, me and Perm that day yeah. in in Seattle. And I'm getting amped up, and I'm, you know, so I'm like, man, let me see, let me really see what this cat's about. I didn't really look at all no. his fights and all that, so I, I start watching, start watching Romero's fights and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm as I'm watching it, I'm talking perm through it. I'm watching. I watched a couple, and I'm like, uh oh, I'm like, he gonna tear him up on his feet, perm. Yeah. He gonna beat him up on his feet, and and then he gonna he gonna he definitely gonna want to take him down. I started explaining. I told perm exactly, exactly. what exactly what you was gonna do. But I'll tell you this: what I wasn't prepared for, bro. You oh. you look so crisp, brother. I mean, I, I've I've been watching you fight now for a long time yeah. and training with you for mm -hmm. a long time, brother. I've just seen what a what a what an improvement. Oh yeah. What did what an what an improvement from what was already really good. Yeah, I'm I mean, and what's crazy is you can anybody that just knows the game a little bit can tell dude is scary because to me you still look so not raw, like you look so crisp and so good right now, but it, it you could just tell you still have so much room yeah, right, that you young, can grow. Right, so Some people, it's like, man, they, they, they're doing great, but I could tell they're they're like maxed out yeah, with their potential. Their right. I know when I'm watching like dog, you know, and, and, and I expected what you did, but not in the way that you did it. Ooh. And, and uh, but that. the whole time as I, you know, we text back and forth, man, I'm like, I just knew you had it coming to you, yep. man, because you, you, the way that you work, man. The the way that you work, because that's what I, that's, that's what right. I represent. That's what I like pride myself on. I don't know how to do nothing else but work. Work, grind. and I've worked, grinded. You know my way from the bottom. That's you right. know, so I just, I, 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 I just love when somebody really puts in the work, especially when they got the gift and and they match those two things up. And it's rare, dude. And and I'm I'm watching you do it and with discipline that cats don't have. Like other level, I'm a disciplined cat, yeah, bro. Hard. I know one when I see one. For like, sure. dude, you're disciplined as shit, bro. 
what was the training like? How would you describe the training leading leading up to the fight and all of that stuff? Um, you know, so this camp was different in the aspect that, I mean, in my last few fights, you see me pull out some new tools and stuff like the spinning wheel kicks and, you know, uh, throwing the head kicks and stuff like this. This camp, my striking coach, Anderson Franca, was telling me, you know, if you're going to throw any of that, if you're going to throw the flying knees, any of that stuff that you like doing, wait until the end of the round. So mm -hmm. in case he gets the takedown, it doesn't really count for much. You ain't stuck much, under you know? there for a minute. Yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, mostly the game plan was just really low leg kicks, you know, to the calf, nothing to the to uh, quad because if you watch his fights, he was, gra he was reaching those. for those quads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he grabs them, throws a punch at the same time, takes you down. So we were uh, – we were working very low kicks, not really throwing to the to the head or to the body much. You know, when the opportunity presented itself and he wasn't expecting it, we would do it. But also, um, you know, not getting overextended or be too aggressive with my striking. So I felt like, like you said, I was piecing them up. I looked crisp and everything. But there was a lot of things that I wasn't doing during the fight because of the style smart. I was fighting. Which fighting smart. Yeah. So in the preparation for this camp, it was a lot of straight punches, a lot of like falling the two up with an uppercut after or, or throwing a hook to the body and stuff like that. And I mean, you see me doing it throughout the whole entire fight. But, uh, you know, I had to be reserved in some aspects because I know the shot's coming. I can't throw did a five-six punch combination. The, did you plan the Superman punch? Oh, that's, that no, was, it did wasn't you rep planned. that a lot? No, was that, or that just came out of nowhere? I love that. One. Like, at what point did it click in your head? Like, all <laughs> right, let's right do this now. shit right now. Right. All right, so I mean, not not to my own horn, but I, I don't I don't do it much. Like, I, it's not something that I practice a lot. But I'm explosive, and like. I, I do it at practice sometimes in training. I've done it in my fights. I cover a lot of distance very quickly. Uh, I mean, a lot of people were, like, always talking about, like, how muscle-bound and stuff I am. And uh, for, like, how big I am and how much muscle I carry, I move very well and I move very quickly. And people don't expect it. And I cover a lot of distance well and I'm, I'm explosive. I explode into that. And they don't see it coming, really. It gets there faster than they can react. And that's exactly what happened during the fight. Um, I'd love to say that I, like the George Masvidal knee where you see the videos beforehand of him going and running off the cage and practicing it before he knocked out uh, Ben Askren. I'd love to say that I, I was doing the same thing, but, you know, I wasn't. You know, it's something that I like doing, but I don't practice just, it much. You, felt what, it. you, you know just felt I mean? it. Yeah, it was there. Like, oh, he was just like, I landed a, a double hook right hand. He was backing out away from me. Instead of cutting him off, I was like, he's expecting me to cut him off now like I usually do. If I, we're, we're a little, he's a little far away, but I know if I can do the Superman punch and I'm obviously this is all going through my head in a split, split second, second, you know, so I'm analyzing this as quick as possible. And I just seen the opportunity. I, I was going to do it earlier in the fight, but I'm thinking the same thing with the flying knees and the head kicks. If I'm off my feet, mm -hmm. he could easily just duck down. And if he gets a hold of my hips, take me, I mean, he's a very good wrestler. If he's yep. in deep, I mean, it's going to be hard to stop. No so doubt. I didn't do it much during the fight i only did it once honestly but uh i was waiting for the perfect moment and that was it come on beautiful so. gotta ask you so so when you're fighting and doing this what what gets you going bro like what what gets you into that mindset to get on that in that cage and do what you do like what what gets you going i can't say there's something specific that gets me going you know i just i love doing this i really do you play music did you, you get and like, get you amped up i mean like I, prep I for the day for yeah like for what, the day. Th that day what's getting there when you're before, going to, you know, you, you didn't go on to probably seven, 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 fifteen, maybe or so. Oh, so, so you're asking all day, me what I that, did on what's the prep, like what's, fight day, like yeah, what's your prep? How do you get like what do you like when you're going in? What do you do? Like, okay, so so this time because like the hotel I was staying in it wasn't that nice, didn't really have all the ho hotel amenities and the it wasn't a smart TV in my my room. I had Wi-Fi, but the the Wi-Fi wasn't good, so I couldn't like watch the stuff on the streaming services that yeah. I usually do. I like watching like three hundred, the movie three hundred, Troy, like those war. Yeah, war movies, movies you know what i mean yeah. that get me into that mindset uh the, the the quotes in those movies along with all like the violence and and the fighting and everything really get me like tuned in you know zoned in uh unfortunately i didn't get to do that this time i was watching south park in the room because that's all that was on so so i, I told you guys that at dinner so I, and the fight ended the way it did so maybe i'll start watching south park from here on out you know what right. i mean uh besides that though when we got to the to the fight show i showed up in my david allen suit um you know, showed up mean in business. Yeah. Uh, got there immediately. Took my uh, speaker, my Bluetooth speaker. Threw on some music. I got a little playlist made up with some DMX, some Tupac, uh, some ASAP Ferg. 
um, Eminem, like a, a lot of those guys that have like the hardcore, like rough, you know, hype music and uh, just blast that as loud as I can, you know, start stretching out, get my hands wrapped, playing it while I'm getting my hands wrapped, just really starting to focus and dial in. And uh, I, I feel like the closer I get to the fight, I'm starting to like unchain, you know, like in, at practice and training all through camp, there's a lot of stuff you can't do. You can't knee your training partner in the face, mm -hmm. you know, you can't elbow him. Like I, I elbowed Romero Cotton a few times when we were against the, the cage. I can't elbow my, uh, a, my training partner and hurt face. him oh, and right. knock right. him out right. like i can't do this stuff purposely there's i'm, I'm reserved there's i'm restricted to certain things and all fight week long it's like i'm being like held teased yeah. yeah being yeah. held back because like the fights this week i'm ready to fight now but i got they're making me wait till friday right. so the closer i get to fight i feel like i'm like they're i'm in shackles and they're taking the shackles off they're taking the change and the closer closer i get to the fight the more confident i get you know, um, a, a lot of people talk about nerves and then there's a lot of people out there that say there's if, if there's fighters out there that say they don't get nervous that they're lying. Well, I'm here to tell you that they're lying because I don't get nervous. Come like come fight time, there, there might be some nerves in fight week. But like I said, the closer I get to the fight, the nerves just disappear and I go like cold, you know, no like no, no emotions, just confidence. And like I'm ready to get in there. And I, I stared across the cage at Romero Cotton whenever I was in the cage and he was not looking at me. He didn't would not make eye contact with me. I knew right away, right away I was going to finish him. You know, I knew he didn't want to be there with me. He was scared. He felt my presence. He felt my aura. He didn't want to be there. I was in his head all week. And hilarious. The, the, the one of the best parts for me was after, after the finish perms explanation of it as we're sitting there playing it back he, and, and you know so why don't you give me that off the cuff far off the cuff brother which one which, which one if we you were about? let's say you were the announcer let's say you was watching it and you you were the commentator commentate what 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 happened what's going through romero cotton's head as this is going oh, on he got, he, like, he, got he, was like, he, he you know he was on the wall you know wait a minute what's going down here mr hercules coming back you were just chilling bro you were just the flying punch <laughs> Bro, I, I was waiting for that the whole time because I love when you do that, bro. I told him, I said, finally, you did it. But you knocked him down, like, super fast, bro. Now in the corner, he, the dude was lost, bro. He was like, oh, oh. You stood up over him, and what did you say to him? Right, like, after the fact? After, yeah. After, after I knocked him out? Yeah. I didn't say anything. I just stood over him, and I just screamed, woo. You know? <laughs> like, woo! Yeah, like, uh, I got pushed out of the way by Jason Herzog, and I mean. I seen that. Yeah, he pushed me pretty hard. He apologized to me after, but I'm like, man, you're doing your job. And, uh, and I was just super excited, you know, I was, a fin you know, that was an awesome moment. Awesome finish, man. Yeah. You, you've been, I, I think the good thing is you, you know, how smart you fight, but I think, you know, I don't know if it just was happenstance or the moment, or you just, you starting to realize that the moment to go in for the kill, mm. because, you know, I think other fights you, you fought smart and you probably right. had yeah. an opening. You could look back like, oh, I could have finished them right there, yeah. but I was playing smart because you don't right. want to take L. Right. You know what I mean? Several times Over something I've stupid. had that. Right. But I watched you like just go for the throat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like no perfect time and like, all right, go. This is this is when I got to go. This one I got to go perfect for the throat, time. man. Yeah. And several of my last fights I did that where I'll look back on the fight and I'm like, man. Like against this. Dwayne Johnson, I heard him twice. One, he spun around and fell against the cage. The other one, he was wobbled, was on wobbly legs. And I'm like looking back on the fight, and I'm like, man, instead of talking shit, I should have been knocking this cat out. You know yeah. what I mean? But there was a couple times in this fight too where like I had him hurt and I hit him with some clean shots, and I probably could have followed up with it. But at the same time, he's a very good wrestler, so I didn't want to get carried away no and doubt. taken down. Right, no right, doubt. Right. And then also, if I hit him a few more times with power and he doesn't go out. I'm using all, all my power, yeah, all, all my force, energy, bro. all my speaking like, gas of talking tank. shit. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even tell him about this one. And in the while this is going down in between rounds, a couple of the cats oh. behind me, oh yeah, were talking shit, that. saying yeah. he he's on roids, he's roided up. How's right. the roids? You know what I mean? First round, cool. Second round, I'm like, I had to say he something. To say I turned around and start talking shit. So we were getting into it a little bit with the people behind <laughs> honest, us, me yeah. and Perm. And over, 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 that's just how you built, bro. He just he built yoked like up like that. You know what I mean? He, that's just how he, how he is. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, when it comes from a strength and conditioning standpoint, mm -hmm. you know, on your end, um, what do you do strength and conditioning wise? You know, I know a lot of it is just work in general and genetics. You know, you I looked at the baby pictures. You know, you got six-year-old gun. You're six then. years old. You had big old biceps. But what, what are you doing? <laughs> in the strength and conditioning <laughs> regiment, you know, right now, 
any any sports specific stuff that you're doing in there that you think translates over into the into the game that you're in? Um, so when I do strength conditioning now, I just started lifting again eight months ago. Mm. You know, I took the longest time off of lifting. I wasn't lifting besides during the uh, pandemic when me and you were like fun. going at it. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was fun. fun. Uh, but besides that, like I didn't lift for like five yeah. years. You know, I had to lose muscle mass. I was I too won big. Too, I was too by muscle bound. You did not win. I did win. Did I got win. He we said he won. We your cousin. We I'm bringing your cousin <laughs> in here. He oh. was in there. <laughs> we were doing a uh, <laughs> bicep. Like we were doing uh, the concentration curls. Yeah. And we were having little contests who can get more reps with. I don't know how much what we were doing. It was a 50 pound dumbbell. Yeah, 40 we worked pounds, our way like up. Yeah, we just kept we kept going up in weight, and then we kept going up in reps. Like, you know, they were burning after like twenty five, and then somehow in the next set we were getting thirty five, oh. then forty five, then fifty, and it was like it got, it got to the point where it was like pointless. We're like, all right, we just got to call ain't the need, truth. We, we ain't just, gonna stop. Yeah. We, ain't, we ain't gonna stop. We was up to like sixty. We like, all right, we've been here for an hour doing this and yeah, but, uh, then always competing and stuff competing. like that. Yeah, but um, I mean, as far as strength conditioning for MMA, um, it's mostly compound exercises, and I'll do three to four sets of each. So I'll do. I'll divide them into a push day and a pull day. So I only do two days a week. And that way it doesn't take away from my, my training, like yep. my jujitsu, my wrestling, my boxing, like my shoulders are sore. My boxing is going to suffer. Right. My legs are sore. The wrestling is going to, going to suffer. My lower back sore. My jujitsu is going to suffer. I mean, so, I mean, there's a point where I need to be working out hard enough that I'm going to be feeling it where I'm going to be sore. You know, you need to push yourself but at the same time. It can't be high volume right. to where it's, yeah, it's a detriment to what you're actually there to do. Right. This is supposed to be supplemental to my game, you right. know. So I'll do a push day. On the push day, I'll do, like, bench press or incline bench press. I'll do five sets of three, and I'll do cycles of, like, five sets of five. And then I take three to five three to five minutes of break, and I do this strictly for power. There's nothing else for it. I'm not doing endurance. I get all my endurance stuff work from wrestling and jiu-jitsu okay. and everything cool. else. So, every so you don't think you need to do a bunch of high reps? And no, so now that's everything what I, I would think it yeah, would be. Yeah. Everything I do now is for power, explosion and power, you know, developing the fast switch, trying to develop more power in my punches, more speed, uh, everything. So I'll do the, the bench press or the incline for, like, to cover up the chest and shoulder-ish area for um, – for the push day um then after that i'll do some military press or some dumbbell uh shoulder press and same thing three sets of five or five sets of three i, I uh they're interchangeable change back and forth i go through cycles of it same thing three to five minutes of rest and then uh after that so a lot I'll of do, rest in between yes and then make sure you fully recover so you're getting everything you can out of the actual set itself and uh then after that, I'll do like an accessory exercise that helps with those, like to keep your elbows and everything. If you're going, especially if you're going very heavy, keep your elbows, um, you know, healthy. Like a tricep push down with the ropes. Only three to four sets of that. I'll do high reps on that, though. Um, maybe some dips, uh, and then on the, and then I'll do uh, squats on the push day too. You're pushing weight on on squats. So on the pull day, I'll do pull ups with weight. Throw like a, a chain around my. My waist, two 45-pound plates, and then, uh, like, if there's a weighted vest, I'll throw that around my back, too, try to get as much as weight as on as I can, and I do, uh, you know, five to six reps on that. I usually never change that because I feel like doing three reps isn't enough for an exercise like So that. no sports-specific, like, no, stuff other might, than this we might, strength I'm, training stuff? Yeah, I, like, sometimes I substitute, like, punch stuff for punch pound. Like, we have a 360 machine in there has levers on it for, like, pushing and pulling, like, if for punching. If you had to pick something that, that would resemble the best uh, type of, of – training you know for mm -hmm. sports specific stuff what would you pick like not that if you were even on the regimen you're doing i understand what you're why saying clearly right. of yeah. why you're doing what you're right. doing and all of that but let's say somebody's not training as much they're training a couple of days a week and they want to some some workout that's going to help them on or off the mats you know what do you think translates the the best or the most so if we're getting into strictly sports specific take all the the powerlifting compound movements out of it um i think a good thing to do like for example like those cable machines like that you would connect a rope pull down on to connect like a cable that you can wrap around like a medicine ball maybe and you hold the medicine ball on your 
on your your chest like this as hard as you can and maybe like i don't know how much weight you would put on it would be dependent on what, what you can do but you want it to be a smooth movement you don't want it to be jerky uh or you don't want it to be too heavy where you're you're developing more strength than you are power and while you're squeezing this ball you're turning your hips if you're trying to work on your right hand you turn the other way you get in a stance like you're throwing a hook same thing with the hook uh, you could throw a ball against the wall, medicine, heavy medicine ball against the wall. There's landmine presses where uh, the, the landmine is like the joint mm -hmm. on the ground where you put the bar into. Yep. I would start. I, I like starting with the bar in my hand like this, like I'm bend over doing a row, pull it up like I'm doing a row and then switch hands. And as I'm switching hands, do a press and turn my hip like I'm throwing a right hand. And then on top of that, for like grappling and stuff, you can do stuff with like you know, uh, heavy bags or dummy bags or stuff like that, connecting them to cables, doing some squeezing exercises, stuff like that. But mostly for wrestling, it's going to be mostly pull exercises that are going to help you most, like the pull-ups I'm describing, deadlifts, um, and bend over rows, stuff like that. And that's usually what I do on my pool days. But uh, sports-specific, like those exercises. You do drills. anything for injury um, prevention. prevention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty big into that now because I was always getting injured wrestling in high school, wrestling in college. Um, I got injured often. It was always because I pushed myself too hard and didn't listen to my body whenever it needed to rest. I think that's what I've been doing. Yeah. That and the balance of I'm getting old. <laughs> no, bro, you push yourself. You you, your mentality is always like, go. yeah, go, 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 go. go no matter what. what like you're 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 a worker so you're, you're you and that, that's the same way i was but i realized over time like especially now that i'm a pro athlete and this is all that i'm doing is i gotta take care of my body and i gotta listen but you're you if you have a tweak in your shoulder you'll just push through it you'll do something else that maybe not focus on that shoulder mm -hmm. but right inadvertently mm -hmm. it's hurting uh like a second it might be a secondary mu muscle to the movement you're doing mm -hmm. and you're still putting strain mm -hmm. on it you know what i mean but i do yeah, cryotherapy I do. I get. I try to get a massage done once a week or once every other week, especially in camp. I'll do once a week, uh, but I get cryotherapy done, ice ice baths. We have ice plunges at the gym. I do sauna, infrared sauna. I have a hypervolt gun that I usually hit hit on myself. I get cupping done. Um, how many? How many? How many rest needling. days? Uh, two. So I'll do a midweek one, Wednesday and Sunday. Nothing at all. Uh, so usually on Wednesday I'll do some active recovery, like yoga. Know? Or is that I, too I don't much? Do, no, I don't do yoga, but yoga would be good for an active recovery. Okay. It's something that like keeps your heart rate, get your heart rate up. So you're getting blood flow to your muscles to mm -hmm. help you recover, but mm -hmm. not up where it's taxing your heart, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I might go for a walk. I might go for a like, short bike ride, some, stuff like that. Just get moving. Um, Does it get you going? Yeah, but Wednesday and Sunday. The reason the Wednesday is is because we spar on Thursday and um, – Mondays are usually very hard. It's our wrestling day, two-hour practice in the morning, then I have two practices at night. Uh, kickboxing, 5.30, 6.30, then 6.30, 7.30 MMA drills. Tuesdays, I have a three-a-day three day, three day again. Um, you have sparring so that's in the why morning. you got Wednesday off. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. Right. You have three sparring days in, a lot. Yeah, you have sparring in the morning on Tuesday, Tuesday night, jiu-jitsu, 5 to 6, and then 6.30 to like 8, I do strength conditioning. Two, Wednesday off, Thursday is the same, is, same exact as uh, Tuesday. Um, sometimes instead of lifting, I'll do a MMA drilling class again, the same one I do on Monday. Mm -hmm. And then Friday's a relatively easier day. We only have one mandatory practice, but I tr usually try to get pads or a right. private. Right. Sounds like a night. lot of work. A lot of what, work. what sacrifices would you say that you've made? You know, you've probably now, you know, we, we both played football. So growing up, played around, like I played with, with, I feel like some of the best athletes in the country that no one ever found out about. Right. You know, they, they didn't even finish they, high school. Some that everybody knows about. Some like that LeBron everybody James. knows about. Yep, LeBron. Played against LeBron mm -hmm. in, in high against school. LeBron. First, It was our first game uh, my senior year. We played him at, at uh, Youngstown State. He was a sophomore, all-state wide out. We got the, we got the dub, That'd played against and with Maurice. You know, Claret, another world-class, mm -hmm. you know, athlete. But I got a bunch of names on the list that probably could have been just like them right. cats that never so, never came right. to because of certain sacrifices and decisions that they right. weren't willing to make. Now you've probably seen similar thing in, in the fight game. You've probably seen some people that were super talented that you're like, man, if this cat would just do, do this, this or not do right. that, probably had a lot of potential to, right. to, to be something. And I don't want to say speak for you, but I don't know, have you – 
and but what sacrifices have you made that maybe others don't make or what things do you think that you do when people look at you and think oh he just got it like somehow that. got you know lucky always been right. good you know whatever he's just you know popped like up that, that way what things do people not see that you got to do that most people ain't willing to do there's a lot man i mean most of the time most mma fighters and this is what a lot of sports people are just training once a day right you know they don't do two or three times most of them don't even do two but people aren't doing threes you know only the world champions and potential world champions are i mean there's several guys at the gym that do two or three days i shouldn't say several there's a few um but there's some workers there, and then there's guys that you could tell that are there just raw, off raw ta talent, or they worked maybe they worked hard previously, and are no longer working hard. They're kind of just you know there and go through the motions. They're like, all right, I made it. I'm cool with where I'm at, and I'm just gonna stay in shape. You know, um, on top of that, you know, my diet. Whenever people are out eating all the time during like fight camp and eating whatever they want, and anytime they crave something, you know, I'm sticking to my diet because I noticed that it's. You know, had a, it's made a difference in my training with my cardio, the way I feel, everything. Um, it helps with my sleep. Uh, on top of that, my sleep schedule, you know, getting very, being very de dedicated to my sleep schedule. Your circadian rhythm matters. Time you go to sleep, time you wake up, uh, getting eight to nine hours of sleep, sometimes more, because the more strain you accumulate on your body, the more rest you need, you know. And there's people out there that are, out there that are only doing five, six hours of sleep. And a lot of time you hear that they're proud of it. They'll be talking about like, oh, I'm good on five hours, six hours sleep. That, that's perfect for me. I don't need any more than that. I feel great, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you think you do. You're used to it now. Your body's used to it, but you're not recovering. Yeah, you're not right. recovering or functioning at the level that you could be. You know, your reaction time might be off. You don't think it is just because you're used to it. Um, on top of that, I don't drink, don't smoke, never have, never did either. And there's a lot of professional athletes not just fighting that you know they're making all this money first thing they want to do is go go, go party. party yeah i don't go out on the weekends i don't go to bars nothing i'm i'm in at 11 p.m about to go to sleep if i'm not watching fights on the weekends you know and i'm not watching so there's one big i mean he's mid mid 20s yep and girl don't live with you right now mm -hmm. gina moved to orlando, orlando. shout out to gina wwe Got the shout out Come on. over there. Got to move and, and pursue that. That's super cool to watch, man. Love it. Talk about a power couple. There That's it is. cool. Y'all had a baby, the quads, the baby would come out with quads <laughs> like this. Both of <laughs> them got some big old quads, nice built quads. I was saying I could see your calves from the front. How big your calves was. <laughs> Perm was like, we were look, looking That's at the weight. big. Perm's like, man, I could see his calves from the front. <laughs> big ass legs. I'm I like, think yep. you sent me that already, or yeah. you texted yeah. me. I started start recording them. Yeah. yeah, when he when he gets started, man, that's that's how this whole Starbucks thing came yeah. along. Is I just, I'm like, man, we just I'm gonna just record you because that's yeah. what he be doing all the time. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm gonna just capture it. somebody gotta, else got to yeah, see this and, and enjoy this with me. But I, I I think you know, most people mid twenties, yeah, living by yourself, by yourself. Looking good. Six, you know, yeah. average, a little yeah. bit above yeah. average, you know, I mean? you know what I mean? Looks. Right. Would be wilding out. Would All be the way. Partying, out, staying way out, out, weekends, oh, yeah. you know, himself? stuff like that. Yeah. And you going to bed, waking up early to train, Come on. not getting too crazy, not getting too wild. Those are some sacrifices. How about moving from your family and friends? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. To one. a gym in Florida yeah. on a whim. With no guarantee, you know, nothing. no nothing. nothing. After your fight, I sent the the email, you know, when when we were talking through it with the guy, and the guy's <laughs> like, you know, Dalton better not be a sissy, you know what I mean? Yeah, that ain't yeah, the word right, he used, right, you know right, what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, nah, he ain't, you know yeah, what I mean? I promise it. you that. And and people were telling me, you know, going down there, man, you got to watch because you'll get thrown to the wolves. There's a mm -hmm. lot of fighters down there; they don't pay everybody attention, right. or, you know, or whatever. No and just no fear, just picks up and, and Ooh, moves. And at at first, you started out staying in the dorms there. Mm -hmm. I remember, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and and uh, had the lunch room, you know what I mean, yeah. and all of that stuff. And so, not many people are willing to do Dude, those no. types of things to to pursue their dream yeah. of. Right. That's one of those when people say it must be nice or yeah, you're lucky it. or they yeah. start like, man, you didn't see when I had to no move from here right. to here right? and didn't have 
a brand new whip, right. didn't have, you know, a bunch of people, you know, I just left everybody, had no friends down uh -huh. here, no family down here. This is what I'm about to do, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. Those are some sacrifices people don't see. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I guess I didn't think about that. I wasn't thinking in sacrifices in that term. I mean, moving across the country when you don't know anybody, that's one. Huge. On top of that, you want to talk about, like, all the stuff I did in college, like when I'm going to college full-time and working security on the weekends, working during the week, uh, still maintaining a, above a 3.5 GPA. Ended up graduating with 3.7 and 3.8. And uh, doing all this, working – just enough just to get by on my bills a lot of the time overdrafting on my account and everything we've talked about this before going to school working working and training, training two to three times a day and uh the main focus was the training and everybody was telling me i was crazy you know because i i ended up graduating with a degree i was working at northwestern mutual for a little bit left a job because i got my professional contract that you know i was sacrificing a lot financially oh, yeah. too where i i couldn't have been dry i didn't have to drive around all these gyms and use all this gas money and i could have been working more and just focusing on school and work you know and still been going on vacations with all my friends in college and enjoying time on the weekends and right. doing whatever and going hang out with girls and all this other stuff but yeah i mean there's there's a lot of sacrifices on top of the physical ones that i did to help help my performance i mean financially and uh like time wise and you know giving time to friends and family and everything it's like i i sacrificed a lot you've oh, seen the the truck i was driving the suv the trailblazer oh yeah uh, i love that trailblazer <laughs> yeah i didn't it's when you were humble yeah <laughs> Bro, when I was you were nice That's when you knew my birthday. He got a new car, Perm. <laughs> I told you, he got the new car. Everything yeah. turned for the worst for me. Right? Oh, that's when all you the short call jokes me on came your, out. Call me only on uh, Tuesdays. No, I can't see you. Like, oh, you could see me when you was in that rusty trailblazer, though. No. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, I wasn't thinking about uh, – sacrifices in that way but i made i made plenty you know those are probably the bigger ones of course you know how many people told you you were crazy to One stupid to be absolutely yeah. everybody, everybody why would you do that everybody and i don't want to be petty or anything i'm not gonna i'm not gonna throw out names right. but even family members were telling me and the, 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 the crazy thing is they all send you the text now they all oh, tell you in person yeah. now they always believed you in, in you they're always your biggest fan all this other stuff but i still remember a lot of the things that were said for me to, to me word for word where i was at where they said them and too, it wasn't i wasn't too you know i wasn't those keeping words it. those were those are the yeah, ones it, that you carry you, right they fired you yeah. to to, to, right. to take you to the next yeah. level right. it wasn't right. and it's not that i'm keeping a tab on them it's just that do you remember those moments right. you know what i mean and it's not like and i always say this like i i don't use external factors for motivation what people say doesn't affect me either bad way bad or good because if if it does, if I use that for motivation, external factors for motivation, I I'm insinuating that what people say has an effect on whether I'm going to achieve my goal or not. Come on, you know what I mean. So at the end of the day, I don't let it affect me whether it's good or bad. You know, and it's so I don't use that as motivation. My motivation comes from within. I already have my my goals and everything set in place, and those are my motivation. At the end of the day, what people say about me, whether they believe in me or not, it's gonna, not going to change how hard I'm working and what I'm doing to achieve my goal. How much of the confidence that you feel like you like you have uh leading up to the fight, walking into the to the fight mm. stems from the amount of work that you know you put in and the sacrifices that you make? Uh, all of it. All of the confidence. Is that where that it comes from? Yeah, I mean, I know my potential at the end of the day, but at the end of the day it's just potential. Right. You know. So Potential can only get you so far. Right. Skill can only get you so far. But at the end of the day, whenever you have the skill and then you have the potential and then you have the work ethic on top of that, you know at the end of the day that if you lose or something goes wrong or shit hits the fan, you encounter some adversity during the fight and you have to fight through it, that it wasn't because of your work ethic. You know damn well you put everything that you possibly could put right. into your camp, into like your practices, into your technique, into the sport. And all the way from, like I said, from sleep, diet, training, recovery, everything. I do everything right. So I know at the end of the day, shit goes wrong. It's not because of that. I gave myself every opportunity possible to be successful. And you're not guaranteed success from that at all. But no if you way don't you do can it, walk you're with gonna... that type of confidence. Yeah. If you if you 20 20 percent of that you ain't doing, that's mm -hmm. right. And you know you're only 80 percent of yeah. what you right. could be putting in. There's no way you walk with the same confidence. Nope. Yeah. There's a, there's a great saying like that doesn't all that work doesn't guarantee you success. No doubt. But if without that work, you're guaranteed failure. Correct. Speaking of failure, 
what, what, what can you think of something that you failed at in in life or a moment where you failed at something and, and uh what you got out of it what you learned from it Boom. i mean i feel all the time like everything I've, I've never just done something you know and been graded at it at it from the very start um especially with wrestling wrestling's i mean it's a big part of what i do with right. fighting you know even if i don't use it during my fight it helps with you know all my training the work ethic and everything that i gained from wrestling the insight that i gained from drilling and everything and actually putting the time in and how it affects your growth and uh your potential and your skill and talent and everything else at the end of the day i, I carried that with me to other sports but uh wrestling you know whenever i first started wrestling i started wrestling at six or seven years old and i remember i, I lost to a girl and <laughs> dead serious dead serious i lo lost to a girl i was winning the match i still remember it like it was yesterday and she's this girl was fighting dirty and the thing is i remember her dad being on the sideline telling her to fight dirty i could hear him she was like pinching my balls and shit like i'm, I'm a little little boy right. you know what i mean and she's, <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm being that serious i'm a little boy and this girl's i don't know she she might be a little bit older than me but i'm like this she's really fighting this dirty at this young ass dirty, age dirty. yeah like thinking back on it now i probably wasn't thinking at that time but uh yeah so she was fighting dirty i ended up like losing the match by a point or two and then i was just so embarrassed and so humiliated from losing to a girl yeah. that i stopped wrestling oh mm. wow and uh you know over time the urge to wrestle and compete in combat sports like jiu-jitsu and boxing everything came back so i started wrestling again you know whenever i started wrestling again i was out of it for so long i wasn't good when i started back and after training all year long when most wrestlers are just training during wrestling right. season i was going to two wrestling camps a year training after staying after practice doing extra training in the off season going to different schools wrestling with better people well, than me hurt. and uh I, I got better you know what i mean but i still even after getting better and not seeing all the growth and the progress that i was making i was still losing matches you know what i mean so uh, i didn't win my first tournament until my junior year that was my first gold medal ever so I, you figure from the age of six or seven all the way up until 16 years old, how many times did I fail over and over again before I Love won it, that bro. first gold medal? You know what I mean? And then after that, I was like just gold medal, gold medal, gold medal. It's like they, I was getting gold medals every single time that I stepped on the mat. You know what I mean? And I, I think my junior and senior year combined, I had 10 gold medals. Uh, ended up getting hurt both seasons and not being able to compete. And that was part of what we were talking about earlier where I pushed myself too hard and that's something I learned since then but so what what did you learn from that failure the whole way that you carry with you today just to just how to digest it how to not let it discourage you no, I would what say mental just, battles I would just say at the end of the day that is just staying consistent and you know in the process yeah yeah and just keep continue regardless to work. of the result right yeah continue going. working on your craft if you truly love something you truly want to be the best at it go. you're yeah you're gonna fail you know mm -hmm. what i mean you're not gonna be the best you're you're gonna have to work through that you're gonna lose but you have to learn to deal with loss and you you have to get better and you one thing that you do when whether you win or you lose you know you, you should be learning in both but when you lose, at least you learn one way not to win. Correct. I got so, you. I got you. Uh, you take that feedback, if you would call it that, from each match and use it to become better. And so eventually you become successful. Mr. Dalton, Hercules Rasta. Where did you get Hercules from? Where is uh, that middle name coming from? So it actually, from Youngstown. I was, Youngstown. Uh, yeah, I was training at uh, Larry Filer, Filer, uh, Filer's gym. In downtown Youngstown, downtown boxing club. Okay. And Ron, I don't know if you know Ron. Ron's an older guy down there. He used to spar with Muhammad Ali, old sparring partner from Muhammad Ali's. And uh, first day I was down there, I remember I was hitting mitts, cracking mitts with uh, Sam Calderon. And it was just me and Sam in the ring. Everybody was doing their own thing and hitting the bag, you know. Yeah. Not really any schedule or uh like organization to the practice so people were on different bags just whatever. doing whatever you know a lot of them like weren't even really working out their bullshit you and the yo bro yeah, yeah. yeah. Youngstown. they is not organized Have tell you what he what they found in the in the, uh in the thing i don't uh, you, are we allowed to tell them nah, what you found off the mic or yeah can we well, tell them we know i don't th I think i'm from you youngstown yeah I'm from youngstown i mean everybody knows youngstown uh, uh, but we got to find out what about Hercules first. First, yes, Hercules. And then, yes, and then you got to tell the story. Tell, okay, go Two ahead. stories from Perm Two stories. Today. Go ahead. Okay. For you. I'll make this quick then. So I hit a round of mitts, you know, and I'm cracking the mitts. I hit pretty hard, but these, for, for some reason today, it sounds like fireworks. And 
everybody next thing you know the end of the round beginning of the next round look around the ring nobody's working out anymore everybody's just surrounding the ring you know what i mean like it's an actual boxing match oh. and we start hitting some the mitts some more and like people are starting to make comments during the uh the round whenever i'm hitting mitts about how hard i'm hitting and people are saying like oh those are the hits that give you the the wobbly legs and like just saying stupid you know yeah comments here so, and there. right just get to you. and uh then ron muhammad ali's old sparring partner i don't know his last name but uh you know, we used to bullshit all the time. He was a great dude. You know, funny to be around. He started calling. He's like, that's Herc. We're going to call him Herc. He's built like Hercules, and he hits like Hercules. We're going to start calling him Herc. And that day, from that day forward, it stuck. Everybody started calling me Herc, and I was kind of, like, taking it as a joke like, at first. Yeah. But, like, people, like, they wouldn't call me Dalton. You know, there was people down there that didn't even really know my name. They were just calling me Herc. So, Herc. Yeah, so uh that that's how i got it that's how it stuck you know it wasn't one of those stories where i gave myself my own nickname you see a lot of mma <laughs> fighters do that shit right. all the time and that's just corny as hell but um you know it, it worked out and it, it it helps that you know i have the physique that i do definitely and, do and Cut up brother and i was i'm huge in the greek Jesus. and roman mythology you brought that body for an hour go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> if i could let you borrow it i would yeah you probably get you yourself do? in trouble what would you do if you had that body <laughs> no for, shirt for one hour, no shirt i'd be right in your areas drunk just walking everywhere <laughs> and, and like, I have no shirt, nothing, just walking around. What's going on? How you doing? All right. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. All Crazy. Shit, you experience so much I shit. Do. If I do. All the time. My life, All the time. If I, if I have somebody recording my so life. So today. You guys need somebody following you, motherfucker. I'm right, sorry. You, you, need, you need somebody following you guys around. Yeah, man. Yeah, Listen's coming so. to Chicago with us to yeah. follow us around. Come on. Yes. Something yes. good will happen. Yes. So tell today, today, so today, tell him what they tried to do to me try, today. Try Josh, to get, listen to they this. They try bro. to get him out, man. You know, he just got his new car. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the new car, the Phantom. So we just pulled up back then. Everything cool. Uh, today. Today. Um, I was showing uh, Katie something. Uh, so we went outside and go looked at the car. Well, as I go outside and look at the car, there's a Frisbee and a cherry sitting on top of the car. Well, the, the, the Frisbee, they threw it and a cherry was on the car. Who has a cherry? So, we're so they put around. a cherry on the Rolls Royce. Somebody put a cherry on it. On the roof. I mean, on the hood. So Katie's looking at the cameras. We found this, these little kids next door threw a, a, a Frisbee at his car and a cherry. So me and Katie was like, let's go. So we walked over there next day. I, I got a little aggressive. Sorry. So we, we went over there, and I just wanted to talk to, to the kid. When we go inside, the kid's running. He ran. Oh, my God. So, so him and Katie are coming, and the kid ran, kid, in, the, kid ran. in the music school. Gone. Next door. So we're trying to talk to the teachers and explain to them, you know, what's going on. This car got hit. You know, these kids came over there. We have them on tape and so forth. So we finally got the kid. We run into the kid. The kid's already bawling, starting to cry. Like, what's going on? We was like, well, well, well did you, why, what was the, you threw a, a, a Frisbee and a cherry at this half million dollar car. Like, what made you do this? I was dared. He dared me. So his kid. He's playing his flute. <laughs> so I walk in. I'm like, who is it, him? He's still playing it like he ain't seen me. <laughs> I said, come here. You, come here. He gets out of his chair. I'm like, so what's going on? You, you, you made him, you dared him to throw this thing at this guy's car? Yeah. Why did you do that? I asked him, I said, so you know there's consequences, right? You know you can go to jail for something like this, right? I said, well, you know what? I told the teachers to make sure that they tell their parents. And they started bawling, crying. Don't tell my parents. It's crazy, bro. In a second, we were just we, we just pulled up. We worried about people 25 and older messing this car up. Right. We got 10-year-olds coming trying, after trying us. Trying to tear his car up. You Hilarious, know you probably dude. would do the same shit when you were that oh, age. Oh, brother. Oh, you yeah. know what I was just talking to Jimmy about? Probably. What I used to do when I was that age, Dalton? I would, when it snowed, I would get snow. And throw that cars on the street. And the cars would go down, and I would lead it, and then bang, and hit it, and then people would get out and chase me. You know what I mean? Me and Sometimes my friends, me and my friends run. did the same shit in Newcastle. Same For real? shit. We, yeah. we we would build a fort on Highland Avenue on like one of the main roads. We built a fort, hide behind it, back so uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were like eight years old, you it know. We fun. weren't, yeah, we fun. weren't thinking about financial no. stuff and like right. how much these cars actually cost and everything. I'm gonna do it this yeah. winter. I'm gonna do it this winter with Perm. Oh, we <laughs> should. It. We should. Yeah. Like he still didn't learn his lesson. Speaking of speaking of lessons, any lessons that what lesson have you learned right now, if any, that took you the longest to learn? You know, over over time that you was like, man, I got this down now, but maybe five years ago I didn't, or two years ago I didn't. Anything that took you the longest to learn? 
I would say it's probably what we were talking about uh, with like running your body in the ground. Like you have a little injury and it's like, all right, I'm going to train through this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tough it out. Uh, a lot of the time it's not about like you're you're being a, like a wimp or a sissy or anything like kids like the or coaches whenever your kid like to call you right. you know at the end of the day it's like that that minor injury if you keep pushing through it could turn into something major where if you only took like two or three days off th this is the way i look at it now mm -hmm. if you take two or three days off that injury could be healed but if you train through it now that two or three days turns into two or three weeks sometimes two or three months and how many times that's happened to me from wrestling or football or whatever it took me forever to learn my lesson from that because I was constantly getting surgeries on my knees. I've had four surgeries on my knees. I was out with rotator cuff injuries, missed several uh, postseasons during wrestling. And it's like, I was always beating my body into the ground, always thinking like I needed to do more. I needed to work harder. And yeah, you need to work harder, but you also need to be smart about it. Mm -hmm. You know, work as hard as you possibly can, exhaust everything in the tank while you're at practice, but recover when you're not there. And when your body needs a break, you know, know when to, to, take know the when break, to, know you know? When to listen. Yeah, That's quality right. is better than quantity. Yeah. Whenever it comes to, especially whenever it comes to sport like MMA, you want quality rounds. You're not just doing stuff to stay in shape and doing more work to stay in shape. Yeah, that's different. But you you want to develop technique. You want to develop skill. So you need quality over quantity. And beating your body into the ground is not the way to go about that. Mm. Mm. What about what what common piece of advice that people give? um do you disagree with the most you love disagreeing with common piece of advice <laughs> i tell him he, he could be an attorney he let he, he let he'll argue with you and he's smart too yeah. he's smarter than he looks what 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 piece of advice that people typically give do you disagree with um that i mean there's 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 a lot it's it's it would take me a while to think of it. Nothing's really come to mind right now except for something I mentioned earlier as well where it's like uh, people will say it's not a loss. It's a lesson. Mm. Well, I don't agree with that in the aspect that you should be learning a lesson in both when you're winning and when you're losing. In victory and defeat, there's a lesson in both. You know, if you're just, you know. Um, not that you learn more in your losses than you do in your victories. Yeah, right. but you can, a lot of time you can learn more in a victory than you can in a loss. I mean, it, it goes both ways. When people say that it's not a loss, it's a lesson, and they, they don't acknowledge that you should be learning in, in victory as well, or th that's I, I disagree with that a lot because a lot of time you can't, you really truly can learn a lot more in victory than you can in defeat. Right. And, uh, you know, if you encountered adversity in the, in the victory but you battled through it you know there's a lesson that you could you can uh you learn but if you lost the fight you wouldn't have learned it you know you didn't actually battle through the adversity right. and come out on top uh I, I disagree with that big time because a lot of the time you hear that from losers right you, you didn't it wasn't a lesson you just lost right you know there's a lesson in both so just accept the fact that you lost acknowledge it work on whatever you need to work on at the end of the day and become better don't try to make somebody else feel better by saying that and don't tell that to yourself to make yourself feel better because at the end of the day you're only hindering yourself right. so that, that's what i would say what what uh what what do you think is the biggest myth about mma fighters that people typically think or or whatever that you would say is more of a myth than a legit thing in like what aspect so like uh i'll give you an example so like the i think most people would think that the uh bigger a person is they're probably going to win the fight for sure i think that it depends on their skill level so i think a 160 pound dude could beat a 200 pound dude if they're equal, if their skill sets aren't equal. Now, if they're both have close, similar skill sets, then, you know, probably going to go to, that's why they have weight classes. Right. He probably argues the shit out of this. Oh, this, would, this would time. be, come on, give it to me. Come on, it took you how long now? 49 minutes to start no, busting no, 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 my no, no, balls no. on my show. Go <laughs> ahead, let it rip. Go oh, ahead, give no, it to no, me. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, 100%, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, you know, and then on top of that, not only is the skill, but the smaller person is usually going to have the speed advantage. Right. And speed truly does kill. You know, if you're fast enough to outland somebody, even if they have more power than you, if they can't so, touch you, right, they can't so, knock you right, out. Right. You know what I mean? If you're a better wrestler than they are and 
you're smaller than them, but you're a better wrestler. Even if they're stronger than you, most time, nine times out of ten, the technique's going to overtake the the strength, and you're going to be out, able to out wrestle them, out grapple them. If somebody's just a big, strong guy and they're going to try and tackle you, you know, somebody with a jujitsu, good jujitsu background, you're a, a brown belt, you'd be able to choke them out right away with a guillotine. A lot of those guys aren't, you know, uh, versed. Right. In grappling at all, you know, they're not going to protect their neck. Right. Uh, I mean, there's several instances where, like, uh, size d really doesn't matter in, in a fight. And uh, I, th I think whenever it comes to MMA fighting, that's true. true. And whenever it comes to fighting in the street, you know, if you get in altercations, it's even more true. Right. And uh, I, I would say that's, that's a very big myth. And I, uh, I, I don't know what else I would say. I can't really think of other myths off the top of my head, but I would say that's, that's a huge one, you know, because at the end of the day, people... I got a myth for you. Now, Alyssa's smarter than me with stuff like this, so she's able to put it up there, and she knows how to get people to pick yes or no, and we get the votes and the percentages and all of that stuff. You don't know how so, to do that? It, no, I don't. Seriously? For sure. 100%. There's a lot <laughs> of stuff I don't know how to do. I'm bad with technology yeah, and social media. Either. Praise yeah. the Lord for Alyssa's help and guidance. Yeah. I, can, I can come up with the words. I can spit some motivation, I think. Uh, but there's a lot of from when it comes to the execution of the technology and all that. That's that's uh, St. Angelo yeah. over here. Alyssa, Josh, Gosh, yeah. I got people. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not even a good driver. I can't drive. Why you think perms helps me out there? I'd be right. I'd be wrecking everything. But here's you get a half a million dollar car just to not drive it. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm going to sit in it. Yep. For me and perm to roll that's in it. it dog. Roll in. And, and, and here's a myth. I think um, he always tells me that jean shorts are completely oh. out right now jorts they are in or out i know you like i know you, i know they're out for you you think they're out for sure yeah. i'm not 100 percent sold on it if you don't give me credit for nothing else you could say through through the whole process of them not being in i have kept plugging away and keep rocking these things mm -hmm. but i want to know what the people think <laughs> i know what you think you think they're out every time i put them on He's clowning me. So yeah, I, I want to know who, who wears jorts. What do John the people Cena? think? Just John Cena and me? John I'm Cena and you. And Josh Frem yeah, wore some the other day, okay, too. I well, Josh, Frem, Josh Frem needs to uh, redo his wardrobe. He, he can't wear the jorts. No, either. Josh, okay. if you're wearing this, you need to take those off. <laughs> Period. So we need to know. I need to know from the young people out there. What you think? What do y'all think? probably be too hard to ask to, uh, to separate them between who's given the, the the vote are you over 30 or under 30 I, you got to keep me somewhat young you know what i'm saying so under 30 i definitely want to hear what y'all think about the jorts you got to you got to tell me and if you ain't wearing jorts what are you wearing other than camo shorts if it's <laughs> hot outside yeah what you supposed to wear brother five inch inseam shorts Lululemon. Comfortable shorts. Jim Shark, yeah. Lululemon. Workout shorts. But what if you go in, like, we're going to step out and go somewhere nice. I don't want to. I'm going to sit outside to eat right. dinner somewhere 75 degrees, 80 degrees. I don't want to be hot no. with, with pants I'd rather wear some some khaki dickies than a pair of dickies. dickies. Yeah, I'd rather Dickie wear. Shorts. I'd, I'd rather. Dickies shorts I'd with some Timbos. I would, I would rather wear a pair okay. of khaki dickies shorts okay. than a pair of jorts. Okay. Personally. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I, you got. Like you said, you got camo shorts, cargos, uh, you know, I, that's why I mean, I, I would stay away from George. Okay. All right. Now, are <laughs> you, me, are you gonna, are you gonna admit uh -oh. that we raced downtown Cleveland and you lost by, by how much, by, by how, if you say I lost, lost by how much, now let's close. see if you're going to be honest. It was close. It was close. How close? I don't know. You were behind me. No. Yes. Now you lying. <laughs> Don't now you lying. Look at you. I don't know. You, you lying. You know, look at me. You lying. You know I wasn't behind you. I heard your footsteps. No, you did. you heard it. my footsteps because they was ahead of you. I beat you in the race. He won't no, admit he that one. He won't admit you that see, one. Until until I started clowning him, you see that he was gonna be fine with me saying that I won. Right. And no, saying that no, I was close. He was like, How close was it? I never give you How close was it though? How close was it? Then I started clowning him. He's like, No, I beat you. Just to show you how close it was. And you're you're how how old are you? I'm 26, mm -hmm. but at the same time, and I a professional athlete, I'm running. You running down the street with an insurance <laughs> salesperson down here, foot for foot. You foot lucky I foot. wasn't in my prime with you, okay, dog. I was wearing Air look, Maxes, look, these big ass blocky Air Maxes. This not is, warmed up, not stretched out, nothing. This went to war. This went better. This go. is how mm -hmm. we did it during COVID too. So we would go to the gym in Newcastle, which I loved. 
I love that gym. Yeah, Southside we, Barbell. I love that yeah. place, dude. Like it's a it's feel a good. It made me feel like home, right, right dude. Home. Just a little right right dungeon home. gym, right. small. Right. Look like the weight's been in there, yep. you know, through Minute. like 40, 50 years. Yeah. And they never cleaned T- them. Tad bit of rust, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Something like that. Bathroom, if you're gonna use it, you gotta pee outside the door. That's you it. know what I mean? Outside That's the back of like. the grass. That's I mean it was, it. it was made me feel like home. I love it. It's been like that since I was twelve years old too. Not a damn thing's changed. I don't think they got any new equipment in there, nothing. Look like it. I love it. Old posters, old posters, probably thirty years old. You know what I mean? Hanging up. They had the Kelly Pavlik poster. We was losing it during COVID. I was losing it. I'm like, I gotta, Gotta we gotta do something. I can't stand it. I got got a gym. I got a gym. I'm like, let's go. And I loved it. Started looking forward to the drive, the long drive. Yeah. But this is how we we got started in there with the with the curls like this. He's so competitive, bro. Just like me. Yeah, he's super he, super yeah, super competitive, bro. I love that. That's how he blew my hamstring out in in the mat room. We was arguing. You remember when you blew my hamstring out in there? You remember how that happened? I remember you blowing your hamstring out, but I don't remember how it happened with you. So we were we were in there going at it. We yeah. talked shit. Yeah, I'm course. like, you know, two so, and seventy. You know what I mean? Taps. <laughs> But I got two, and I told him, listen, when, hooks. when you win the world title, brother, <laughs> just telling you right now, when you win the world title in public, on the show, I want him to come yeah. in and say he did one yeah. or two times in okay. his lifetime. He yeah. got me. Yeah, he did. Give me that. He did. All right. Give it to him. He so look, so we was in there, and I try to, I try to, you know, he likes to argue. Yeah. So I like to argue back with That's him. That's right. Just for You just love time. arguing, I too. I like arguing right. back yeah. with him. Yeah. That's all. So, so, so we're in there. We going at it. Wrestling, jujitsu, whatever, grappling, do what we do. And he talks shit. We talk shit That's back right. and forth to each other. So I'm like, all right, we're going to go this round, five minutes, whatever. I think we were like two and a half minutes into the round. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, I just want to last long enough so I could talk shit and piss him off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like two and a half minutes in. I'm like, all right, I got enough time in. I can start talking some shit. So I'm like, look. I'm like, you going you talking about you want to win the world title and you can't even, I'm in the insurance business. You ain't finished me yet. Two and a half minutes in, right? So you did like this. All right, come on, come on. And I knew I was getting set up. I knew I was getting set up, brother. I knew it. But it was so, I couldn't, I wanted to, you like wanted the way it. I envisioned right. it happening it happen is like okay. That. He thought he was going to set me up and I, and I blew him through the wall. That's in my head. I'm thinking it's I'm going to blast double him. Because he want to act like I couldn't do it, right? So I, I, I'm going to surprise him. He ain't going to think I'm going to do this, right? But I knew I was getting set up. So he's like, go ahead. I'll give you a free shot. And I took it, and he was ready. <laughs> he said, oh, the Uchimata. I remember this. He threw the wizard in, and, and, and judo, judo Yeah, it's, a, it's called an Uchimata wizard kick. And I tried to stay up and stay up instead of going yeah. off balance and I blew I blew my shit out. I was done I was done for a oh. while. I was done for a while. Blew I remember this shit tore now. My hamstring I remember this shit out. now. Yeah. You were going to see Julie for a while. Oh, you, yeah. you went I didn't to get see surgery Burnett. No. Yeah. She got me out of it. Yep, Julie and Burnett. That's how I started with Julie. Uh-huh. Is to come back, come back. Yeah, I re- I remember that now. I didn't remember it at first, but right, as you right. started going through the story, story it yeah. started coming back. Yep. All right. So as we wrap it up, thanks yes, for sir. coming again uh, <laughs> on another episode of Grindcast. It's been, been great off. to see the, the, the journey, dog, all, all the way up. All the way up, man. What, what, go ahead. We got to have this. I mean, we, we don't have many people come in like this. But if you would give us the uh, a grace of signing. We got the thing back here. Our first, our, our Poster with you. Oh, man. nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Didn't you didn't see that? that? You didn't even see yeah. that, bro? Yeah, yeah, man. Right. Yep. Wherever you want. Anywhere to, you want. Wherever you want. Don't matter. Wherever you want. Wherever you want. Wherever you think it's going to look good. I mean, it's going to be hard to shine it on the body. Well, black. put it on your body. <laughs> I mean, it's all big. Don't worry about it. Here you go. We got the first signature here with Dalton Roster. Come on, Hercules. I, I Hercules. Rem- I remember, Perm, we had the um, Dude. We had the fundraiser down at Napa Prime. Yeah couple years ago and i don't know i don't know if you had any pro fights yet no i did uh, one or two in bellator you had me sign that helmet yeah so i had a steelers helmet come on where ryan signed it shazier signed it uh tom zach signed it super bowl champ bunch of champs on there on and dalton he had one or two fights come pro on. fights i'm like sign it dalton i'm like sign the helmet Cause you're gonna be win it. You're right. gonna win it. We're gonna Come put on. it on there. We're gonna put it on there in advance. So we got that one, and we we are uh, five or six fights closer in uh, in that direction, Let's bro. Go. Super super proud of you, man, and sure. what you what you've accomplished. We all been rooting for you and yeah. watching you, you know, on your journey. And uh, man, I feel like I I've known it since since I really started. Get up. 
messing with you in the beginning, I could tell, you know, that that you got it. You know what I mean? I don't go all in on uh, MMA and jujitsu the way that I would like to in another life. You know what I mean? If I, if I did it over again, didn't have all this going on. Yeah. But I know the game enough. You know, when I'm when I'm when I'm training with somebody, I could tell if they got it in 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 the approach, the discipline. You know, I remember even during COVID, you know, you coming in not with nine, 10 hours of sleep just to be stubborn and not because you knew if you know showed me, I was going to give it to you till today. I'd uh -huh. still be giving it to you. He'd right. show up with two hours of sleep yeah. and work out at six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, dude, those are the things right there, though, bro. Those are yeah. the small things right there that furthermore pounded it. In my head, if if I was ninety nine percent, even though I'm like you're young, you're doing you know whatever, I'm like those are the, the that discipline yeah. that that's a sicko right. discipline that if you combine that with the skill set and in the focus and the reason why you're you're big driving motivator, you're you're one of the sources of your fire, you know, with with uh, having a big why, you know, I think with your dad, you yeah. know what I mean, and all of that stuff. When you put all that together, bro, there's just from day one, you know, I've been. I've I've known where yeah. where where this is gonna end yep. up, and uh, ain't nothing gonna stop you. No, nope. ain't nothing gonna stop Just you from started. from going what's what's uh what's ultimately your destiny. You know to walk in because you keep doing the work, bro, and mm -hmm. keep doing everything in the process that it requires, man. So we gonna keep we gonna keep rooting for Let's you. Go. Today is today is uh, at this point we're seven and zero. Oh, seven and you know seven, right seven, right seven, now oh. in in Bellator, and it's been a hell of a journey. If you guys want to follow. Uh, Dalton, that is just Dalton Rasta mm -hmm. on Instagram and Twitter and and uh, Twitter. I think and TikTok and TikTok. Yeah. Got the blue check mark too. Blue check mark. I heard you got, got the, the blue, blue check, check mark. mark. Come on. Finally, come on. Yeah, yeah. Got the blue check mark. Finally, been on that for yeah. a while. They should have. There they was people that him. had it that yeah. before him. I thought he would have had yeah. it. I mean, seven fights ago. Seven yeah. years ago? <laughs> seven seven years ago, y'all should have knew. <laughs> yes. Look, when I, I was 19. I wasn't even fighting yet. When I was I 19, y'all should have knew and just gave me the thing in advance. <laughs> I knew you it. You know what I'm saying? Now you blew it <laughs> on yourself. Yeah. So we Come we on. got we got, we got got Dalton. Let's go. And uh, thanks for coming on the show, brother. Sure. We, we, we appreciate you. Super yeah, proud, you. Of, proud you. of you. Go ahead, and, go ahead and follow my man Dalton Rasta in his, in his continued journey uh, of greatness in the mixed martial arts world as he takes this bitch by storm. Let's so, go. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grindcast. Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new, new day. day.